Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody, welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in this afternoon on one of the Super Talk stations or online. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg, and uh, we're glad you're with us. Bob and Kelly from Oak Grove, Mississippi here. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of the Super Talk Eagle Hour and proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. All right, great show for you today. We're going to hear from head football coach uh, Will Hall after this morning's uh, Tuesday competition practice. Also, really good interview with uh, Malik Shorts, one of the great defensive players on the Golden Eagle football team. Uh, Patrick Irby from Anatomies joins us later in the show as well. But first, uh, one of the great all-time Golden Eagles joins the Eagle Hour. Rod Davis was an All-American, All-Conference uh, selection, Connerly Trophy winner, during his great football career here at Southern Miss, went on to play for the Minnesota Vikings, the Carolina Panthers, uh, played at the Canadian Football League for a number of years, and won a an Arena Bowl championship. And now is his fourth year as the head football coach at Florence High School. Uh, Rod, it would take me a while to go through all your accolades, but uh, quite a college and professional football career. But well, thank you, man. Well, thank you. You know, uh, I was blessed with the opportunity Southern Miss gave me and tried to maximize uh, uh, the potential and the, the talent that uh, the man upstairs gave me. Well, you certainly did that. Right, very general question to start out. Biggest difference between playing in the NFL and the CFL was what? <laughs> the field side. The field in the CFL is 65 yards wide. And the uh, NFL is 53. Those uh, 12 yards make a big difference, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess a lot more a lot more area you got to run down running backs. Am I right? Yeah, man. And you know, in the CFL, you get a you get the offense. It's a I call it a cheating game because the offense get to run full speed to the line of scrimmage before the snap. So it's it's a lot it's a it's a lot of similarities, but it's a lot of stuff that are, that are different. I want to take you back to the first time you took the field in the NFL. And that's every kid that plays football. That's his dream, obviously, is to play in the league. What was going on in your mind, Rod Davis, when you got ready to to see the first snap on an NFL field? Uh, Terrified. Uh, We was – Terrified. My first game was against – uh, Michael Vick and Warwick Dunn at Atlanta Falcons, man. And uh, I got the pleasure. It felt like, you know, 
Michael Vick got outside the pocket, and I'm trying to tackle him. And in my mind, I felt like he was just me and him on the field. Like all my teammates had left me because that's you know <laughs> I mean that was the moment. And uh, and I never forget. You know, I actually made the tackle on it, and I got up so excited because I just thought I made the greatest tackle of all time in open field. And then when I went the next day, I had several guys. I mean, Michael Vick couldn't go nowhere but to try to run me over. I had guys all surrounding him. But uh, that was, <laughs> it was just frightening a little bit, man, because, you know, when I was in college, it felt like the field was small. Like, I can reach out and touch anybody. But when I got to that NFL, man, it just it felt so much bigger. It felt so much bigger. You know, when it comes to coaching, Rod, uh, lots, lots of times good players, and no, no one's in specific, but good players generally don't make very good coaches. You're, you're an exception. Usually the best coaches, win loss-wise, are guys that weren't very good. Uh, why? Why is that? Uh, I, I think a lot of times, you know, those guys depend on their natural ability and their talent, and you know, really don't understand the game. Uh, I could take it back, you know, my senior year at Southern Miss. You know, I already graduated, so most of my time was spent in that meeting room with Coach Tyrone Nix and uh, Jay Hobson, just trying to understand and, and learn the game from their perspective. So I, I think I try to take the talent out of it and then put it in a situation where, okay, what if you don't have that amount of talent and how would you overcome? So I look at it a different way than most most former players that were really good, you know, because they just say, man, he ought to make that play. Well, nah, not everybody's good as you, you know. So I, I try to – I learn the game more and uh, and I think that's what them ha- helped me be successful and that's surrounded by – good coaches on my staff and then being coached by some good coaches who I always reach out to every now and then if I have a question or, or a situation that uh, that I need advice on. And now you're having success at the high school level. Your Florence team still in the playoff thick of uh, Region 3-5A. It'll come down to the very last game on Saturday this week, uh, the Little Brown Jug game between Hattiesburg and Laurel as to whether Florence gets in. But what what does the fact that you played in the league, credibility-wise, bring to the table with the high school players that you're trying to get through to? Oh, it, it, It's amazing because when I walk in the door and, and, and I speak, I can see and feel the, the, the intent of those players trying to grasp everything, everything I'm, I'm trying to get to them and, and say. So it, it agrees gives me great credibility in any room I walk into because, just like you said earlier, every kid dreams of playing in the NFL. And now they actually know their coach that played there, you know, and played professional for several years. So he got there. So he understands what it takes to get there and what those guys look for for to be one of those players. So, man, it's been a, a blessing. You know, when I was playing, I thought uh, my my, I guess, what my purpose was to play 10, 15 years in the NFL. But shortly, you know, thereafter, I realized that's not my purpose. My purpose is to be uh, a really, really good football coach. And I think, you know, uh, my first couple of years as a head coach have really helped me to be where I'm at this year. You know, we had a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of downs, man, but we kept chucking away, chucking away, and the kids finally seeing reaping the benefits this year. You know, like you said, uh, 
we waiting on the uh about the playoff picture, you know, but we we seven and three, got a great possibility to be eight and three. It's just we're in a tough district in 5A in the state of Mississippi. Yeah, that's one thing I wish that the MHSAA could do something about is you have a, a team potentially yours that uh, that could be 8-3 and three and not make the playoffs, and you look at other teams, and some, this is no joke, some teams have won one or two games and are making the playoffs, uh, you know, different yeah. classifications. I wish something could be done about that. But, Rod Davis, were you psychologically damaged at all because you did not get to play for the Cincinnati Bengals at all? What? Was I? <laughs> no, you were elated. No, you were elated, weren't you, Rob? Yeah, I, I, I never was a, a Cincinnati fan. I remember playing them. I think uh, my sophomore year, junior year, and I remember we went up there late. And I remember those guys were like, "Man, we, we come out there pregame, man. I got sweaters and all that on." And they were like, "Man, yeah, y'all cold?" I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm, I'm freezing." <laughs> Ridiculous, man. God. Uh, Rod, do you realize, uh, I bet you do, you made 526 tackles and 18 and a half sacks at Southern Miss. Yes, sir. Hey, that's the, the privilege of being able to play early. You know, I, <laughs> I my first game was uh, Tennessee, and I can remember this. You know, uh, we played Tennessee up there in Tennessee just right after uh, they won the national championship, I think, uh and I graded out the worst grade, worst ever grade, a linebacker in, line, in USM history. That's what Coach Tyrone Nix told me. I played 46 <laughs> snaps, and I was on the ground 33, 33 times. You talk about a rude awakening, man. It, it was golly. Yeah, but, oh, it, but, it, but, it, but in 2002, you win the Connerly Trophy Best College Football Player in Mississippi. Yes, sir. And, and like I say, I think – in my career, the failures early on really helped me late. Really helped me late because uh, because if you had that early success, this is where you talk about the coaches. You had that early success. Uh, it's hard to go back to the drawing board, but when you have a little failure, it makes you dig deep and see, man, wh- why is this happening to me? Why? Why am I not playing well? So that kind of goes back with that question about, you know, great players don't make good coaches because a lot of times that comes easy. But when it comes the hard way, when you get knocked on your butt and got to figure out how to get back up and how to make it better the next time, it makes you a better player, makes you a better person. And I think those shortcomings early on in my career helped me out late. Well, it's worked. You were a great Golden Eagle. You had a great professional career, and now you're teaching kids and – being such a big influence on so many young men's lives. And uh, we're grateful that you're a Golden Eagle, Rod Davis, and we're grateful that you came on the Eagle Hour today. Man, glad to be here, and thanks for having me. All right, Rod Davis, everybody, one of the great, really great Southern Miss defensive players of all time and uh, now the head football coach at Florence High School. All right, when we come back, Will Hall has won seven of his last ten games. He talks about that. And uh, Malik Shorts explains why he got tracked down from behind by a quarterback. And the abuse he's taking from his teammates because of it. A lot of abuse. We'll be back.
Southern Miss to the top. All right, that opening segment with the great Rod Davis, sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of uh, Southern Miss, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour, and a great place to take your family for a great meal. Campus Book Mart and the one and only Miss Kathleen sponsored this segment of the program. She is a princess, and I'll guarantee you she's there right now selling the best uh, selection of Southern Miss apparel you'll find anywhere. Next time you're at Campus Book Mart, be sure you uh, tell her that the guys on the Eagle Hour were talking really good about her. We thank the world of Miss Kathleen. Rod Davis, impressive interview, impressive young man. And a really good point that, that all young people should really listen to, that really one of the favors that could happen to you in sports is that it doesn't go very well to begin with. Uh, so that you can pick yourself up, figure it out, and get better. He does make a very good point that a lot of talented athletes succeed simply on their talent. you know. And then when other people learn the game and come up and are as good as them and then surpass them, they don't know what to do because all they've ever done is rely on their talent. So it, it's perfectly okay to fail. Just learn from it. Right. All right, uh, for all those internet warriors that wanted to run uh, Will Hall out of town after the Miami game, the Golden Eagles have since gone 5-1. and one. In fact, if you look back at Coach Hall's last 10 games, they're 7-3. and three. So uh, probably would have been a little early to run him out of town. We, we kind of always thought that here. But uh, uh, in all seriousness, uh, a great uh, competition Tuesday practice today, high energy Lots of enthusiasm. Here's what Coach Hall had to say about the workout today, the upcoming opponent, and how well things are going here here of late for the Golden Eagle football team. All right, great competition Tuesday. Awesome weather again. Thank the good Lord for that. Uh, Really got after it today, man. Continue to see a lot of young guys grow. Uh, High probability you're going to start seeing some of those guys. We've got four games left. We got a few games with some of those kids. So, uh, you know, this week, next week, the next, the next, I think you're going to see some of those guys get some minutes. Uh, that could start happening this week. We might wait one more week, depending on the situation at each individual position. But uh, big week for us. You know, we're playing a really good football team. So, you know, they're three and five. They got to be the best three and five football team in America when you look at their schedule and who they've played. And also, they've won three of their last four, and they've beaten some really good teams. When you talk about beating Georgia Southern, beating Old Dominion, beating Army, all right, and then uh, going to App and leading all the way through halftime. They're a really physical football. Football team with an athletic quarterback that plays extremely hard, and uh, you know this is going to be a big, big challenge for us to uh, keep this thing going. We got to keep improving and keep getting better, and with that, I'll open it up. All right, coach. Seven and three in your last ten games. Five out of your last six. Your plan is in place and working. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, Bob, we are. We're getting better. You know, that's a big thing we're trying to look for is constant improvement, constant uh, effort and intensity with recruiting, and continuing to make this roster so much better and then uh you know just getting better as the year goes on you should get better as the year goes on because you practice right And if you're not getting better through practice then why are you practicing and then also we're so young that we should be consistently getting better and you're seeing that and uh you know like i said man we're not a finished product we're, we're, we're not doing things well in so many ways but we are finding ways to win and i'm uh, really proud of our kids uh, Malik Shorts, one of my favorite players on the football team. Malik had 12 tackles and an interception Thursday night against Louisiana. And, of course, a play that will live in infamy 
And Kelly, I had to ask him about all of those things. Here's Malik Shorts of Bassfield. Okay, Malik Shorts uh, from Bassfield, Mississippi on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Malik, uh, what a night. Double-digit uh, tackles and a pick. Uh, yes, sir. Just blessed. You know, uh, really, really being humble, standing in the film room with my coaches, listening to what they're telling me and what we're expecting on each play. And, you know, and then just going from there, reading through my keys and playing ball. That's it. <laughs> You've been here a few years. This year must be really satisfying. Uh, yes, sir. It, it really is. You know, uh, after being here for so long and after our two years of fall off, that's really been bad. You know, and it feel real feel joys in my heart that we actually, you know, heading to and being eligible, able to be eligible for a bowl game, you know. So it, it really lighted me up on the inside. Are y'all talking about the bowl game or is coach not allowing that? Uh, really, really, we hoping for it. We shooting for it, but we really ain't just been talking about it, you know. Uh, we really just been taking it one game at a time, just focusing on one week at a time, not trying to get too far ahead of ourselves, keep doing what we've been doing, and staying humble, staying ground, and just playing ball. Well, it must be satisfying, though, to look from the safety position at that defensive front that's joined you. Uh, most definitely, man. We got some big guys up there. Uh, all them guys, man, they play hard. The whole rotation from the whole D-line that rotates to everybody that plays, you know, them guys, they do a lot, and and we ask them to do a lot, you know, and they do it to the best of their ability. Coach Lacey coach them guys up every day, man. Them guys are doing good, learning, taking inform- information and processing. I've always thought safeties had to be some of the most talented players because you've got to defend the pass, oftentimes just deep passes, but you got to come up and put your head down and tackle people. Uh, yes, sir. you got to – Really, I say you got to have that dog and you play safety. You know, uh, if you're going to be a safety, you can't be soft. You know, ain't no softness at safety because you got to fit the run like you just said. And also, you got to be smart and, and read your keys and know what you're getting to be able to play the pass, too. So you got to be smart and methodical, but you also got to have physical about you. You got to be physical. You can't be scared to talk to. You guys have won seven of your last ten games. You've won five out of your last six. What, what's What's happened? Um, I really think we just really sinking in within ourselves. You know, uh, we finding who we are as a team. You know, we really see that we can actually win and, and we can be consistent doing it. And, and now it's just being able to do these things each every day by proving it to ourselves at practice and then just showing up and, and putting on the show for our fans. All right, you're one of my favorite players. So I'm, but I'm going to ask you this question now. Thursday night, mm-hmm. Louisiana's going for the two-point conversion. You grab the pick. You're headed down the sidelines. And I looked at my wife, and I said, ain't nobody going to catch Malik. The quarterback caught you, Malik. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, man, I've been getting it all weekend, you know. Uh, but, man, he, he took a good angle. But at first I thought I, I didn't have him, and I was thinking that he had a good angle on me. So, But uh, the more I look at the film and, and the more I watch it, the more I say to myself that uh, I could have scored, you know. But uh, it was a good effort by him, you know. To, to stop me, but uh, he really made me be indecisive with my moves and, and my decision on that. All right, here's the question, though. How bad did your teammates harass you about that? <laughs> I'm still getting harassment about it. They ain't let it go. Uh, it was pretty bad. You know, they still on me to this day, and to be honest, I don't think they ever going to let it down, so I'll be hearing it for the rest of my life. But don't worry about it. You're one of the great Golden Eagles, my man. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I got to tell you, he, he – I don't have a favorite, but he's right at the list, man. I, I love Malik Shorts. I think he's a great kid. And if you look at guys who have played at Bassfield before, which is now Jeff Davis County, every one of them is like, it's, it's unbelievable how football is in that community's DNA. <laughs> uh, they're, they're all just such talented players and, uh, and good guys, too. Yeah. I don't know if you could hear it, but when I said, 
you know, you're one of my favorite players, but I've got to, he started laughing. He knew what was coming, he didn't knew, he? He knew what was coming. <laughs> hey, Caleb Hamill's in the studio with us. He is a converted Mississippi Straight graduate, now a Southern Miss fan. At the game Thursday night. Proclaimed by you as, as converted. At the game Thursday well, Mississippi night. Mississippi State Golden didn't have Eagle a night stuff, Thursday right? night. But I, I will tell you, that was one of the more entertaining football games that I've consumed in quite a while in person. It was fun, wasn't it? it was, it's the fun belt. It really is. I, oh, I've yeah. really I've drank the Kool-Aid. If you want to put it that way, I, I am a pro fun belt person at this point. Yeah, and it's a great description. The games are just fun to watch. Yeah, Mississippi State didn't have a game. They don't have an athletic director. I mean, what's next? That's right. <laughs> that kind of and now, now playing the uh, the team who just hired our former athletic director. What a mess! It's Isn't that's that a great? whole a whole mess. Speaking of, I read this morning where former Southern Miss Golden Eagle Todd Munkin is at the top of the list as the possible new coach at Auburn. And you know what? Auburn's made some really boneheaded moves. They clearly have a lot of money because they're just doling out millions of dollars like they're Joe Biden, except this actually is money that someone earned. Uh, I think it's they're only doling out money to the guys they fired. Correct. Uh, they Boy, they'd be smart to hire Todd Munkin. I think so, too. The problem is that it's so lucrative where he is, and he can kind of work more behind the scenes and let Kirby Smart take more of the direct fire if there is any you know at georgia uh so it just has to depend what he what he wants to do right caleb would you have thought at the beginning of the year that we would be sitting here on the first day of november and talking about bowl eligibility for this golden eagle football team i think if you polled 100 eagle fans i don't think 50 of them would have told you that I, i think maybe 20 would have told you that, and those are just the super fans that think they're going to win it all every year. But to be quite honest with you, I'm not surprised that Will Hall has turned this program around to this point, uh, given his you know tough task last year and getting into this season. It's really been interesting to see the culture that he's been able to build in such a short amount of time, and it props to him. I mean, it's not easy. And I wasn't uh, expecting this really to happen until next year. To be quite honest, you yeah, know, most most coaches it takes at least year three. You know, Vegas had Southern Miss at either you know four and a half or five wins over under, which five wins isn't going to get you to a bowl, right? Well, they're on the cusp. Of Only bowl. if you have really good grades and everybody else stunk. <laughs> but they're they're right, on right. they're on the cusp of bowl eligibility now, and you know they get the one against Georgia State. Monroe certainly is is winnable. You know, so you might solidify even to a better bowl, you know. I would say they're all winnable at this point. Yeah, the way they're playing. I agree with you, Bob. And and I think that would surprise a lot of people. All right, we're still looking for Patch Kirby from Anatomy. So hopefully he'll join us here in the next few minutes. We've got lots more to talk about. Stick around. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, where they have great, I talk, working man's lunches five days a week for just $9.95. Southern cooking, vegetables, meatloaf, 
chicken fried steak, catfish, good southern eating, five days a week, just nine ninety five at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Had a great conversation this morning with Briggs Brudeau. You'd never guess from that name. He's from Louisiana. Uh, the senior place kicker for the Golden Eagles. And we're going to run that Thursday. I'm going to be out tomorrow, but I wanted to wait and run that when Luke Johnson gets back because I did ask Briggs Bordeaux if kickers are people. And so we'll get his answer to that. If if they're people. Yes. Well, like they're aliens or something? Right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, I meet a lot of people in my line of work. Uh, one of my very favorite people, one of the kindest people I've ever met is our next guest, Patrick Irby. He owns Anatomy's Fitness Club, and he's a great friend of Super Talk and uh, thus the Eagle Hour. And uh, we're always happy to share some airtime with you. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great, Bob. Thank you so much. It's always good speaking with you guys. Well, we know what Anatomy's does for everybody. I was at football practice this morning, and, and, I, and I heard the coach talking about conditioning and how everything circles around the conditioning of his athletes. And, you know, that's step number one. The better conditioned you are, the better athlete you are. But isn't that the case in life? The the better physically conditioned you are, the better every aspect of your life becomes. Oh yeah, clearly. In fact, that's our um, that's our big purpose. Um, because you know, you got one shot at this thing, right? And so you can enjoy it, or you can you can be restricted from doing so by the um, limitations that so often come in our lives um, from preventable issues, you know? And so when you're active and you stay fit, it, it basically, it, it releases chains that are tied to you um, and allows you to do the things that give you life. You know, I mean, all of us have these things in our lives that just, we just, it makes us get up and go, man, it puts a smile on our face. And as we get older, especially a lot of times, man, we, those things just escape us. And um, I remember when my father quit playing golf. He loved golf and how detrimental that was for him, you know. And so why place those limitations on ourselves? You know, because so much of it is self-imposed. Um, staying fit is the absolute best way that you can, you know, regain or or retain the ability to do the things in your life that make it worth living. Now, tell me you if know, I'm, I'm wrong about this. I was thinking about this last night and, and thinking about the interview with you today. I was thinking about my grandfather. Now, my grandfather was a man that physically worked in lumber mills all of his life. His entire life was physical. And, uh, you know, he was born in 1900 and uh, lived 80, wow. 84 years. But, you know, Patrick, I was thinking back in those days, so many more people, they were physical every day in their life. And now that's not the case. So I think that makes places like anatomy more important than ever. Right. I mean, basically, we're a lifestyle supplement. You take vitamin C when you don't think you're eating enough vitamin C. And you think that that, um, the depletion or the limitations of vitamin C in your body are restricting you from having the healthiest outcome, right? I mean, that's basically what supplement is. And we're a lifestyle supplement. The truth is, in the 1900s, everybody was fit. If you look at old photographs, go online and you can find this stuff everywhere. You look at old photographs in the same spot, people from early 1900s, midnight, I mean, the, the 40s, the 50s, 
And it is so hard to find a pocket of people that you would consider deconditioned. Most everybody would, by today's standards, look thin. And the truth is, we were a healthier population. Technology is what drives society. And so we, we, technology is a great thing. It's a great tool, but there comes a, a curse with it as well. And so, you know, every advancement in um, production, gosh, you talk about the, um, the industrial age and then the technological age and all these things, they're pro- providing conveniences and efficiencies in our life, but to the point that we are not moving. And now as a population, you cannot argue that we are, we are a thick population. I mean, 40% of our national population is obese, 74% overweight. And then the systemic issues that come from that, and, and all we're saying is you don't have to live in that box. You don't have to be handcuffed to that. Yeah. And life is too short to, to, to not enjoy it. So take care of yourself, and let's get out there and do the things that make you come alive. Yeah, case in point, I, I was vacationing in Toronto, Ontario, and Maple Leaf Gardens which is an iconic sports venue where the Maple Leafs played for nearly 100 years. Well, they've closed it now, but I'd never seen Maple Leaf Garden. So I asked, I asked the, the people, in, can I just go in and see, you know, the rink and maybe sit in one of the seats? They said, yeah, but, you know, come back another five or ten minutes. I said, okay. Well, I went to sit next to the ice. I could not fit in one of the seats. They were so small. Yeah. But back then, in 1900, to Patrick's point, that everybody was that size. Right. You know? And, right. Uh, and obviously, that's not the case. But, Patrick, you talked about anatomy as being a life supplement. Lots of times, people who get into exercise programs, they start getting, you know, because of these matrixes that they have online and your phone, if they know you're looking up, you know, physical fitness stuff, you're inundated with, with supplements, you know, drink this before you work out, drink this powder after your workout, blah, 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 blah. Can you set us straight as to, are they necessary? And if so, how do you know you're getting good ones to help your particular need? So let's just say there's probably some better educated people that can give you a much more accurate scientific answer. I'm going to give you what I give basically everybody, and this is where the rubber meets the road, right? This is just street knowledge. I've been in this game, gosh, since the mid-'80s. I have taken more supplements. (laughs) If it was promised on a shelf when I was younger especially, um, you know, I was a sucker. I was a sucker for it. The the way I would coach anyone – in approaching supplements. And I think there's, a, there's probably some really good stuff out there. There's probably a lot of garbage. And your job is to discern first what you really need for your outcome and then the best sources for that. So, you know, I would look at what, what are your activity levels? What is your goal? What's your current health history? Without getting so complicated, the bottom line, I mean, most people, hey, a multivitamin, can you argue against that? Well, maybe I don't need everything in the pack, but as long as it doesn't build up a toxicity effect, then that's awesome. You know, so just get a good one. I would look at what you're not eating. If your nutrition is not right and your exercise protocol is not on point, you know, at least consistent, it doesn't matter what, what, you, what supplement you take. It doesn't matter because, because, you know, the other issues, you'll never fix that. You've got to make sure that you're active and you've got to make sure that you're following a well-balanced nutrition. And I'll tell you the biggest thing that gets us 
is is sugar. You oh. know, in my opinion, and, oh, yeah. and it's in everything. And uh, so, you know, you just kind of you've got to make sure those things are right. Then I would choose the supplement based on what's lacking in my nutrition, right? Um, and then what is my desired outcome? Because most that- people that are interested in supplements, you know, really the kind of younger population. Uh, and there is so much stuff out there that, that is just so not conducive to better health. They're just using it like um, certain products. They just, they just, they just using it just because, man, they just want to get jacked or they want to feel funny before they work out and all that stuff. And, and I just, I kind of, I kind of push them away from that. I mean, and then they don't listen to me because I'm just an old fart, you know, in, in the health club. <laughs> I'm the grumpy old guy, man, and I said I'd never be, and that's me. Did he say the F word on I the think book? He did. Yeah. I did. That's okay. I know it, right? That's okay. That's okay. I'm the grumpy old guy, too. I know exactly how you feel. But that's why they're called supplements, is they're additional to. Right. But, but, if, but like Patrick says, if, if the base isn't correct right. it's you're you're wasting your time all right patrick in the minute we have left but but anatomies provides not only uh programs for everybody that that's looking to to try to get themselves in better health you do sell you do sell really high quality supplements you do weight counseling you do so many different things to help people you really have something for everybody at any stage of their life am i correct right under under one roof and this is the thing it doesn't have to be a one size fits all formula. And so when you, when you come in here, uh, basically we try to find out what are the things that are important to you? What are you trying to accomplish? And then we connect you with the aspects of our uh, facilities and services that you're going to enjoy the most and going to bring the best outcome. Cause bottom line, you're going to do the things that you're having fun doing. And, right. um, and you know, it's just, it's pointing in the right direction. And that's really, really beneficial for people who don't have necessarily a long-term history inside of a, of a facility like this. Uh, you got here. A, you've got a great website. Uh, you're located, uh, let people know where and how to find you. Yeah. Well, the easiest way is to go West on 98. And when you come up to uh, the Toyota Hattiesburg, the very next ride you'll take, and you go straight down the hill. You'll pull right up in our drive, walk in, and there's a smiling face. We're ready to meet you. And that is, that's a promise. There's always a smiling face. And no judgment either. No. You know, no, nobody not. looks at me and no. says, gosh, that guy is so good looking. No, no one right, ever, right. No, and no just one ever to does say, that. No. Kelly, I, I miss seeing you, and we need to see you real soon. Okay, sounds good, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. We appreciate you, brother. <laughs> always a pleasure. All right. Patrick Irby, everybody, from Anatomy's Fitness Club, one of the really fine people here in Hattiesburg. All right, we'll be back. Basketball starts tonight. Eagles against the Fighting Okra. Here we go. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Been fun today. Rod Davis, great interview. Patrick Irby, one of our very, very good friends. Even had the, even had the magnificent Caleb Hamill drop in. He's back. He's back. Must nope. be. Are you working on something electronics here or something? Uh, no, nah, just trying to cut some promos before PCS has their post game or postseason, I should say, start. Playoffs start this week. Playoffs, yeah. Playoffs start this week for MAI, and and we love the Bobcats, but they're the prohibitive underdog Friday night. You could say that. Now, granted, Hartfield is the one district team they've beaten this year. So, for Hartfield, it's a revenge series. But at the same time, who knows? But if they happen to win, then they'd probably get 
prep or they get prep yes yeah mm-hmm. back in the uh, high top chuck taylor days i loved playing basketball in high school and my son grew up loving the game of basketball I was a very good little basketball player and i think back to the year after mississippi state went to the final four year or two after i took my son up to a richard williams camp Ah. And uh, he stayed up there for about three days. And he had a big seven-footer at the time that played many years in the NBA. You think what about was that Eric guy? Dampier? Eric Dampier. So my son calls me one night. He's like 12 years old. He was just breathless. Dad, Dad, you're not going to believe what happened tonight. I just played horse with Eric Dampier. And I beat him, Dad. I beat him. Okay. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure Dampier was giving it his very best I'm effort. Sure Eric, yeah. left Seven foot Eric Dampier <laughs> yeah. was struggling. So, anyway, that brings me to this. Uh, men's basketball actually opens tonight. The exhibition game, free admission in case you want to go at 7 o'clock. Uh, men's basketball team with nine new players. Count them, Kelly Sander. Nine new players. Uh, DeAndre Pinckney, the top returner from last year, but they take on Delta State. Uh, is this significant? I mean, is this game of any importance or just for fun? Yeah, no, it sets the tone. It sets the tone. And as much preseason hype as Felipe Haas has gotten, the big man from Chile, um, you know, and, and the Puerto Ricans that have been added, there, there's going to be a real international flavor to this team. And Jay Ladner makes no bones about the fact that it's, it's do or die. I mean, it, it's time for this program this particular team, obviously, to win some basketball games. And outsiders looking in think that there's going to be marked improvement. Now, what does that mean, right, marked improvement? You didn't, with all due respect, you didn't have any direction to go pretty much but up. But if there's marked improvement, then I think, then I think the Ladner train continues, okay? But, but this, is a, this is a make or break year for the Eagles, I think, basketball-wise. So it'll definitely set the tone. They'll, they'll want to get out and um, – and uh, Hammer of the State's been pretty good here. Yeah, they got the transfers in from Ole Miss, uh, two from Mercer, one from Green Bay, one from Florida International, one from Eckerd, uh, one from Barry. I guess that must be a small college somewhere. So it's, it's a complete new face of basketball. And in the early uh, schedule, they go to Vandy. They play Vanderbilt of the SEC. They go out and play the Running Rebels out in Lost Wages or Las Vegas. Uh, that's a Christmas tournament. So they're going to have some good, good pre a conference games this year. And unlike years past, where you'd have to turn the calendar over before you get into conference, the Eagles begin conference play actually in 2022. It is just after Christmas, but they'll start right into the Sunbelt schedule right after Christmas. All right, next Monday, both the men and women's teams uh, kind of officially open the season with games against William Carey. That's always uh, interesting. We'll be doing the Eagle Hour from Reed Green uh, next Monday to kick things off. We're excited about that. And, uh, and I also want to remind people about Friday, the 97 Liberty Bowl team is coming here. Many consider to be the best Southern Miss football team ever. They're having their reunion. Well, we've got Marshant Kenny, Lee Roberts, and John Thompson, the defensive coordinator from that 97 team on the Eagle Hour Friday. That'll be a lot of fun. Well, regardless of the temperature with Marshant around, I'll be sure to wear my shorts because things will be getting pretty deep. I'm <laughs> Marshant's still a beast, too, yeah. brother. I'm telling no, you. And, and he is, you know, and it's, and is still as physically fit he is. And he could, look, make no mistake, he could squash me like a bug. Yeah. But he's such a kind he's a heart. great guy. Yeah, he he's would never do that to me. Guy. Lee Roberts, Marshant, Kenny, doesn't get much better uh, than those two guys. All right, Caleb, are you a basketball man? I I dabble in it just a little bit. Enjoy watching it. I mean, if I had to pick a sport between basketball, football, and 
baseball, I mean, basketball is just so high energy and so fun to consume. You, you dabble in it or dribble in it? I got me there. <laughs> uh, I, I've said this to Jeremy McLean before, and he hadn't really disagreed with me. It's such a, a sport so to generate potential revenue. I mean, it can generate serious revenue for your athletic department if you're successful. Because you have fewer players on the team, your scholarship bill is lower, your food bill, your travel bill, everything is lower. And if you can put 8,000 people you know, in an arena, some, some huge markup, so to speak, uh, that you can put towards your, your budget. Yeah, for sure. No. Uh, the soccer team, Bob, not such good news yesterday. Just on a note, soccer team ended the season. They lost in the first round of the Conference USA tournament to Georgia Sun Belt State. Sunbelt Conference. Uh, Sun, did I say – I did. I said the C word, didn't what I? What is wrong? Oh, dear. Sunbelt Conference tournament. They lost to Georgia State, who will advance now to take on number one Georgia Southern. But the women's soccer team for Southern Miss, season over. All right, I'm out tomorrow. Michael and Kelly will have it here. And – we hear rumors that Luke Johnson's coming back, but we'll have to see that to believe it, right? Well, he's been visiting Kelnak and Hump over in India. We'll have to see what he has to say. Yeah, that, that's it. Caleb, thanks for dropping in. I enjoyed it, guys. I love hearing Caleb say this. Until next time, everyone, Southern Miss. To the top. There we go. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.